Hi, I'm Lucas Mack, and welcome to another episode of The Golden Rule Revolution, where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. I want to remind everyone, this is not a religious podcast. This podcast is all about humanity, treating people the way you would want to be treated, not the way you are treated. Do you feel it? It seems like things are really heating up right now. The political rhetoric, the social media posts, the protests, people are angry on both sides, left and right. But I believe we have swallowed a great lie when it comes to politics. We are told this concept that there is left and right, Democrat, Republican, We're told that there are these sides, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative. But one thing that is incredibly important to understand is that when you argue over the sides of government, you are still arguing about government. You see, the argument is not left and right within the confines of government. The actual argument is government on one side of the spectrum, and self-governance on the other. I've mentioned this in an earlier podcast. People, uh, well, I've heard people say that I've been in conversations with, without government, there would be anarchy. I'd say that's a false premise. For instance, just because there's a law that says don't kill someone doesn't mean if that law got taken away, people would go out at random and just start killing. There is a moral compass, I believe, inside every human being. Deep down, intrinsically, no child is born racist. No baby takes its first breath and scans the the room to see what color people are. No. All that is taught. So anarchy is not the opposite of government. Government, with the big G, is the opposite of self-governance. And I love government. Why? Because I love roads. I love all the benefits of having government. However, in no way, shape, or form have I confused the parties with my true purpose to self-govern regardless of what another does and to live that in my life in every encounter with every person I come in contact with. I unfriended someone on Facebook the other day simply because they said unfriend, unfriend to him. He, this guy who I don't know, I accepted his friend request He went off about the evils of Donald Trump, how evil he is. He's a scumbag, blah, blah, blah. Look, I did not vote for Donald Trump, so I feel pretty secure in talking about this. I didn't vote for him. And in addition, I don't care anyone's view on his policy his behavior, 
his politics. He's still a human being. And why I unfriended this person on Facebook is he literally said the words, may God, if you support Donald Trump, may God have mercy on your soul because I will not. And I'm like, wow, I, okay. And he said, unfriend him? Okay, I'll, I'll unfriend you. Not because I'm a Trump supporter, but I am a supporter of civility, humility, humanity. We are missing, as a society, the true argument. It is not a man that fills an office that is the problem. I believe Donald Trump is a mirror of us, us being society. We got exactly what we are. And half the country hates hearing that. Maybe half the country loves hearing that. But regardless, well, we got him. We reaped what we sowed. We, the law of attraction is real. And I think what's happening is, what do you do when you put your hope in government, which you have literally zero control over the results, except to do your best, to place your vote, to be accountable, to self-govern how you operate. But you, you can't control the results. You can't control what another person does. All you can do truly is live the golden rule in every application of your life. Now, I'm going to bring up, I'm going to read a speech given by another president. Washington, D.C., March 30th, 1863. By the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. Whereas the Senate of the United States, devoutly recognizing the supreme authority and just government of Almighty God in all the affairs of men and of nations, has, by a resolution, requested the President to designate and set apart a day for national prayer and humiliation. And whereas it is the duty of nations as well of men to own their dependence upon the overruling power of God, to confess their sins and transgressions, in humble sorrow, yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon, and to recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures and proven by all history, that those nations are only blessed whose God is the Lord. And insomuch as we know that, by his divine law, nations like individuals are subjected to punishments and chastisements in this world. May we not justly fear that the awful calamity of civil war, which now desolates the land, may be but a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sins to the needful end of our national reformation as a whole people. We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. 
We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace, too proud to pray to the God that made us. It behooves us then to humble ourselves before the offended power, to confess our national sins, and to pray for clemency and forgiveness. Now, therefore, in compliance with the request and fully concurring in the views of the Senate, I do, by this my proclamation, designate and set apart Thursday, the 30th, day of April, 1863, as a day of national humiliation, fasting, and prayer. I do hereby request all the people to abstain on that day from their ordinary secular pursuits and to unite at their several places of public worship and their respective homes, and keeping the day holy to the Lord and devoted to the humble discharge of the religious duties proper to that solemn occasion. All this being done in all sincerity and truth, let us then rest humbly in the hope authorized by the divine teachings that the united cry of the nation will be heard on high and answered with blessings, no less than the pardon of our national sins and the restoration of our now divided and suffering country to its former happy condition of unity and peace. In witness whereof I have hereunto set my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be affixed, done at the city of Washington this 30th day of March, and the year of our Lord, 1,863, and of the independence of the United States, the 87th, by the President, Abraham Lincoln. Now, I started this podcast saying this is not a religious podcast. I just simply read to you a proclamation appointing a national fast day written given by President Abraham Lincoln in 1863. Wow. You don't, you don't have to believe in God. You don't. But that speech, I don't know if you can feel it. Maybe, maybe I read it too slow. That speech levels all humanity. That speech simply says, Who art thou, O man, to rise up against another? Who art thou, O man, to accuse thine brother? Who art thou, O man, to take a stone and throw it at your neighbor? It is a humbling thought that we had a president who called for the entire nation to fast, to pray, and to humble every person. So, it sounds like uh, just how we are today, right? 
No. And if you're listening to me thinking, well, the president is the problem. We don't have a president like Abraham Lincoln anymore. There, there's no way that could ever happen again. Perhaps there's no way that a president of the United States would ever say those words again. I would agree with that. However, someone has to say those words again. Or we are going to find ourselves at a place where we will not recognize each other. Abraham Lincoln said that at a time when the United States was in the midst of civil war. 622,000 people died in the U.S. Civil War. 622,000. In all wars combined in the United States, 600 and I think seven or 8,000 people have died in all wars combined. Soldiers. More, more soldiers died in the U.S. Civil War than all wars combined outside the Civil War in the U.S. What, what is, what is for, for those, maybe it's you, maybe it's someone you know, what is the solution what, what do you propose? In your anger, what do you propose? Killing the people you don't like? Hmm. Silencing them? Hmm. Perhaps you think that is the long-term solution, and it's not. Why? It may provide a short-term solution. However, who's going to do the killing? You, the government, you see, it may be okay for you to justify inflicting harm or control on another human being when it aligns to your, your end, your principles, but what happens when the pendulum swings back on you? What happens when, I mean, look, like it or not, the presidents of the United States, starting at George W. Bush to President Barack Obama to now Donald Trump, are only increasing the power of the president. Okay, so a Democrat gets in next. The trend is they're only going to increase the power of the president. And after that, a Republican gets in next. They're only going to increase the power of the president. My point being, we are looking for a solution that we should never be looking for. It's The power starts with us. The power starts with you, self-governing. Because if you would not treat, if you would not want to be treated the way you're acting, then you shall not, you cannot, please stop acting that way to another. All the terrible things that have been said about the president, terrible, terrible. Say, okay, I say that, I'll say those things about your mom. You. Well, okay. Then don't say them. 
I've talked about this before, but the concept of an eye for an eye, we're, we are taught for, I don't know why or where it started, but we are taught that the concept of an eye for an eye means vengeance, to get back upon those that hurt us. However, have you ever seen a one-eyed person fight a two-eyed person? Especially when the one-eyed person lost the eye in the first place from the two-eyed person. I have never seen that. It's illogical. What that saying means is that to take your eye is to take my eye. It isn't speaking to the victim. It's speaking to the person with the ability to become the victor and say, never act in a way that you would not act to yourself. Why? Because if you don't see as well, eventually I can't see as well. You can't keep snuffing lights out all over and eventually hope to see yourself. The Golden Rule Revolution, it, it, look, it is revolutionary to be a self-governed, well-balanced, civil, intellectual with words that align to your actions today. To love people. To forgive. We have a family friend who her uncle was one of the Schindler Jews one of the Jewish lives that Oscar Schindler saved. And he wrote a book and he wrote a, a hand note to, to our friend. And in the book he wrote, never forget, never forgive. Never forget, never forgive. She said it was a curse on her life. To carry that burden to never forgiving. Until she finally came to the place of forgiveness, she became free herself and is one of the most loving, beautiful souls I've ever encountered. Never forget, yes. Never forget. But forgive. Why? Because that's where your freedom comes from. Like our friend who never felt free because she held on to the, the unforgiveness. She held on to that vitriol, that rage, that hurt. What is your solution? Abraham Lincoln had a solution and that was to humble oneself, to acknowledge a power greater than yourself, not made of men in the form of government, but be that nature, be it the universe, be it God. Without that universal truth resting above your head, it's very easy to lift your head a little too high to look down upon another. And so, here we are. 2018, 
people are people are ratcheting it up again. The rhetoric's getting getting fiery. And my mission, my vision for this world is to heal the hurting. To heal souls. There's a lot of hurt. And I think hurt people hurt people. So those of you that are angry and want to get people, you're just hurt. And I don't know what trauma was done to you in your life, but you were not born that way. You weren't. But life happens, and usually life happens roughly. A lot of trauma comes with it. And we stuff who we actually were made to be deep, deep inside of us. Until we don't know what to do with ourselves, so we lash out on another. And I want to give you permission to be free. And what I mean by freedom is for you to understand that I love you. I don't know you, but I want you to know that I love you. You are loved. You're loved. You might not have been loved by the people that caused the trauma. They might have said they loved you and still caused the trauma. But I love you. And I want you to know that there is love. And true love is unconditional. Are there consequences? Absolutely. That does not negate unconditional love. And for you to get healing, the truth of what you have gone through in your life, what's been done to you and what you have done to others, you have to go to that place. You have to get in that place again. And you have to look at it. No longer hide, run from it. You got to look at it. And you got to speak, be it to yourself or the abuser or the trauma or the bully or the school kids or the teacher or whoever made you feel inadequate in life. You have to speak right now and put words to that. What do you need to say? What do you want to say? What should you have said? And then you get to Bring that truth out to yourself. What actually happened? And when truth comes forth, freedom takes place. Love gives truth permission to come forth so that freedom can happen. And I want you to be free. And in my narrative, freedom and healing are synonyms. It's not worth carrying the grudge, carrying the anger, carrying that vitriol. It's not worth it. It benefits you none, except for the 
momentary sense of feeling a little better, getting the people that agree with you, the likes and the comments, and yeah, let's go get them. Okay, well, you know what? If you wanted to apply what you would do to every single person on planet Earth, you probably shouldn't do that. If you would not apply any act that you commit to every person on planet Earth, you should not do that. That's a hard saying. That's a hard concept. I was talking to some buddies from Portland a couple months ago, and I was telling them about my book that I'm that I was writing at the time. I'm still writing, but it's with the editor right now. And I said, I wrote in the book that whatever you believe, if you would not be willing to apply it to every single person on planet Earth, even your own mother, if you care for her, (laughs) even your own self, you have to change what you believe. He... (laughs) He was like, that's, that's hard. That's tough. That's a tough saying. It's a tough concept. And I'm like, yes, it is. But to not apply to all what you believe is relational relativism. It's what I'm combating with this podcast. That's why we have guests on that I ask about them living the golden rule and their, their respective professions and their lives. But also, I'm going to get on and I'm going to tell you, If you would treat every person the way you would want to be treated, the way you would want, the way you wished you would have been treated, (laughs) if you choose to be that in the world, the world begins to change. Gandhi was the one who came up with the quote, love the sinner, hate the sin. Love the sinner, hate the sin. Now, you might not believe in sin until I come and take a baseball bat to you and beat you down and steal your car and burn your house down and do terrible things to you. You might not call it sin, but you would certainly call it a wrong being done to you. That's the danger of saying to each their own because that would have been my own. And what we're saying when we say to each their own is, it's okay and until it affects me, but the moment it affects me, it's no longer okay. So my response to that is, stop saying to each their own. Love thy neighbor. That's it. You have to love people. And in order to love people, you first have to love yourself. And in order to love yourself, you, my sweet friend, whoever you are listening, you have to humble yourself. Get real with yourself. Get, go, go on a hike, go in the woods, go in a field, close the door in your room, turn the lights off, be still, meditate, think, reflect. Who have you become? Are you the little boy or little girl that ran with reckless abandon as a child? Maybe your childhood was taken away. But at one point, you were a beautiful soul, thriving and excited. 
And then trauma happens. And it strips it all away. I want you to go to that place of who you really are, created to live with passion and purpose and authenticity and joy and abundance and love. And love yourself. And and give yourself permission to cry, to work through what's happened to you. To grieve. Grieve the, the loss of a life that you wished you would have had. It's okay. Grieve it. But then bring that truth out to yourself. Write it down. Look at it so that you can get the healing that you, you rightfully deserve. The golden rule revolution is revolutionary simply for the fact that relational relativism is the mode by which the majority, if not, I would say very close to all, not a complete absolute, but very close to all, the way people act, the way people act and treat each other right now. You can make a change. You can change yourself and you can change the lives of others simply by being healed. I believe healed people hold the greatest power to make social change. If you want to make social change, become healed. Don't remain hurt because hurt people hurt people. Healthy people heal people. I want to make social change. I want to stand with you to make social change. But to indict a human being is not the problem. To live in a way that you would want every human being to live like, the lack of that is the problem. So when we choose to live and love people and know them and acknowledge them and see them for the life that they are, that's when change happens. That is when the momentum starts to build. And it starts with me, and it starts with you. And there's no amount of legislation that can get someone's heart to change. And there's no amount of policies that can get someone's heart to change. And the answer is not without The answer is not from another form of government or another country or there's there's some there's some truth out there that you have yet to find. No. The truth simply resides within you. The answers are within you. Go back to those places and bring them out. Be healed. Love people. That, that speech by Abraham Lincoln is, it's, it's certainly out of place. I, I imagine it felt out of place hearing it in this podcast. However, that was the president who also said, do I not destroy my enemies by making them my friends? You want to destroy your enemies? Great. Let's destroy them all. 
by the means of making them friends. That is such a beautiful and powerful concept. It also was because of Abraham Lincoln's leadership that the southern states were brought back into the Union with the full functioning rights as all the other states in the Union. And the people in the South were brought back as full functioning citizens within the Union. They weren't second-class citizens. They weren't marked with a scarlet letter shaming them the rest of their life as far as President Abraham Lincoln was concerned. He wanted reconciliation. He wanted healing. We need that voice again. And if it doesn't come from the president, may it come from us. May it come from you. May it come from me. We need humility. We do not need more indignation and anger. We need love. We don't need more hate and rage. We need forgiveness. At the same time, not forgetting so that we don't put ourselves in abusive or harmful or traumatic situations again from those that choose to live in direct opposition to the golden rule. If enough people start living the golden rule on a daily application intentionally every day, it eventually alienates those that choose not to. They can't hide anymore. And because they can't hide, they can't rise to power. That is my ultimate aim, that they can't rise to power. Their power is simply by default taken away from them because they are exposed. Intentionally wake up tomorrow to love every human being that you come in contact with. To get to know them, to acknowledge them. This world desperately needs you and I to love people more, not less. Love people more, not less. And so we continue on. Every day we wake up with the intention to love people more, to love people more, to love people more. Thank you for listening. I would love to hear your comments, your thoughts. Agree, disagree, completely fine. A civil conversation and a dialogue is needed and I welcome it. If this did resonate with you, I also ask you to share it. Share this podcast, download it, like, comment. Join the conversation along with me and become a Golden Rule Revolutionary. My name is Lucas Mack, and I want to sincerely thank you for joining me today on the Golden Rule Revolution. 
It is a pleasure being able to share my thoughts with you. I hope they resonate and I hope that it stirs a different perspective in you. And I would love to hear your perspective. I would love to hear the impact so that we can continue to treat people like people and nothing less. I'm Lucas Mack, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.